Welcome to My Leap of Faith podcast. I'm going to take you on my journey from living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling to discovering myself through the help of healers, crystals, psychedelics, and learning to trust my own intuition. I'm continuing to let go and leap every day in search of what I'm really here to do, and I want to bring you along for the ride. To the winds of the south and the great fires of transformation, come, show me what it is to shed my past, to let go completely, and to step freely into my path of beauty. Great wolf, come, teach me what it is to have freedom from my past fears and anxieties, being in deep relationship with my physical instincts and Mother Earth. In the South, the element of fire is soul clearing. It helps to shed you, helps to shed your past and create space for your becoming. Today, we're going to talk about disengaging fight or flight. We as a culture are kept in the fight or flight awareness most of the time. This can be through our phones, social media, and the news. All of these devices have the power to trigger us both positively and negatively, which means we've become accustomed to being in a reactionary mode all the time. This makes our adrenals completely fatigued because they can't tell the difference between an actual physical threat and a story on the news happening somewhere else to someone else. Eventually, your system is so exhausted that you look for external ways to self-soothe yourself back to a calm and relaxed state. Examples of self-soothing are biting your nails, picking at your skin, grinding your teeth, cracking your knuckles, restless leg, smoking, overeating, or sleeping issues. And these are just to name a few. All of these things point to a disconnection to your feelings and to your connection to the earth. When I first learned this, it was a huge light bulb moment for me. For as long as I could remember, I always had a fascination with my hair. Pulling it, examining it for split ends, touching it, brushing it. It didn't matter what length it was, and believe me, I've tried every hair length, style, and color that there is, including shaving it all off when I was in my early 20s. This habit was something I could not shake, and when called out on it, I felt very defensive and protective of it. It was the only thing that made me feel calm and disconnected from everything. I did notice it would become worse the more stressed out I was. For example, in college, I ended up pulling out all of my eyebrows. Um, I believe it was my first year of college just because I was under so much stress from school and social things going on and being away from my family. And I remember my mom you know, yelling at me and saying, you have to stop that, they'll, they'll never come back. <laughs> But I couldn't help it, and I, I, it was the only thing that was making me feel uh, soothed. And, and I didn't know that word at the time, but of course when I look back now I can see that. Um, 
I can control it when needed. So when I'm around people who don't know that I have this um, habit, I completely take the option of doing it off the table. Uh, because of this too, I, I'm, I'm also lucky enough that I have a lot of hair on my head. So unless you actually saw me doing this, you probably don't know that I have the problem. But I could successfully control it for about eight hours or until I would get home from work. But then I would find myself spending the rest of the evening watching TV and playing with my hair. It was so bad and also time-consuming that I finally decided to Google it and found that it is called trichotillomania, which is an anxiety disorder of hair pulling. Um, as described, the only way to treat this was through medication, and I was against that. So until I understood why I was doing it, I felt completely helpless. Learning about fight-or-flight engagement and how to disengage it engage it was a big part of my healing journey. It's something that in hindsight makes so much sense, but was just out of my reach of understanding. Now I understand in working with energy, the first step I need to take is to disengage the fight or flight. I'm going to take you guys on a, uh, for a few minutes um, through this so that you can also experience what it means to be disengaged from this um, from this feeling of needing to escape but not not being able to escape out of your body but feeling so anxious about life or what's happening around you that you don't know how to release it so I want you guys to close your eyes Take a big breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Again, in through your nose and out through your mouth. Place your hand on your heart chakra, which is in the middle of your chest. And in your next big breath in, I want you to connect to your heart space. Imagine the air of that breath circling around your heart in a warm embrace. Continue to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. And in your next breath, tune into your, heart, your heart's beat. Is it accelerated? Just observe it while also sending it kind thoughts. Thank you for being here with me for all the ups and downs of my life. I'm truly appreciative of all that you do and all that you carry me through without fail. Now imagine the waves of the ocean crashing against the shore in perfect rhythm. I want you to picture an infinity loop lassoed around your heart and the rhythm of the ocean waves. Allow your heart to gently be brought into flow with the waves. 
Feel your heart connecting with the natural rhythm of the earth as the energy of the waves flows through the infinity loop and pulls your heart into alignment with Mother Earth. Breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. Allow the flow of the waves to lasso your heart into the rhythm of the ocean. In this joining of the two, you feel nurtured, safe, and held. Now place your other hand on your sacral chakra, which is just below your belly button. Imagine the infinity loop connecting your heart and sacral chakras to the waves of the ocean. Take a deep breath as you allow the sacral chakra to feel the loving caress of the ocean waves pass through it, joining it to the natural rhythm of the earth. head and sacral come into alignment with the rhythm of the waves. Remind yourself that you are safe and it's natural to feel this relaxed in your body. You are held by Mother Earth. Once you feel both chakras into alignment, scan the rest of your body to ensure that all of it is in the same deep, relaxed rhythm of the waves crashing against the, ocean, against the shore. You will notice that once you feel at your most peaceful, the rhythm flows directly from Mother Earth through you in unison. Once you feel completely aligned and relaxed, you can open your eyes. You will notice that once your body is in this rhythm, you won't be as reactive to outside stimulations. Now, this practice is something that should be practiced every day, um, especially for someone like me who has anxiety. Um, and it's, it can be part of your, your morning meditation. It just helps you to reconnect with the rhythm of, of earth instead of the reactionary things of your devices. And I'm not saying that all of them are negative because even positive news on an email or a text, it, it makes you, it, it makes your soul jump. There's a, always this, uh, like we get this hit of adrenaline with everything that happens through that phone. And I believe that for myself, the, this part of my life was 
overwhelming. You know, I think I didn't know how to how to handle it and incorporate it into being, um, I guess, having it flow through me and releasing those emotions at the same time. I know I think we're all told to keep emotions in. And I remember getting so um, at such a heightened state of emotion, especially in work, that in certain situations, I would just start crying and have no control over it at all. And it and most of the time, it wouldn't be that I was crying about something that even needed to be cried about, you know, I and I would hate this about myself. I felt like I don't, my emotions were betraying me. But now I look back at it and I can see that I was just bottling up everything that I was feeling about my life. You know, like I said, what was going on with the news, um, living in New York, uh, all of it was just overwhelming to me. And I didn't have an outlet to calm that nervous system back down and, and ground it. So like I said, at the drop of a hat, I'd be in a meeting with, with my boss and I, we would be talking about something that again, wasn't not detrimental to me in any way, but would trigger an emotion that then expressed itself in, in crying. And I felt so weak. Um, but I can see now I'm not, I don't, I'm not judging it. I was doing the best that I can. And I know that it's evident in how I was treating my hair, <laughs> you know, and that's just m the way that I dealt with the anxiety. But I have friends that go home and need to have alcohol. I have friends that overeat. I have friends that have, you know, their leg is always bouncing. So I know I'm not the only person out there that's feeling this. And the, th the point is, if you don't acknowledge it and connect back to our natural rhythm of being, it's going to come out and it has to come out some way, whether that be, uh, you know, hurting yourself or also having bursts of emotion and at uh, weird times. All of it is, um, I think, how we stay in flow with our with ourselves. We, our, our bodies can't lie to us. You know, um, I, I think if you aren't listening to your soul, it's going to betray you in ways that you don't understand. And I remember, I remember Googling and trying to find out about this for a long time. And, um, you know, in my younger years, I even tried homeopathy, which helped for my eyebrows, and then they grew back fine. But no matter what I did, it always came back, which means that that's natural. We live in a stressful world and that can't change. And, and I'm not suggesting that that does change. I'm just saying, here's a way to help uh, mitigate that stress and taking it out of your body. And it's almost like when you slow down enough to let your heart be in rhythm with the ocean, I feel like that energy gets transmuted outside of you and then allows you to come back into your body from a centered place of clarity. And I almost feel like it's the awareness that helps you step outside of being in it. So if I would have come on here and said, you know, if you, if you meditate, this will go away. I don't believe that's necessarily the truth. I feel like you have to be aware 
of why you're doing something because my whole life I didn't know why I was doing it you know my mom every time she sees me messing with my hair she hates it but to me it was like the most soothing feeling and made me feel safe so would I ever have given that up no because I needed it it was like somebody that needs a cigarette (laughs) it's like I needed that to have peace and I didn't know why, and it's only through the understanding of why I needed that self-soothing that makes me now aware, well, yeah, no no shit. Like, we're taking in so much stuff from people all day long, and you don't have to be empathic to be taking in other people's stuff. It's like, it's all energy that attaches to you, and then it has to go somewhere, and it's almost like... Even if you think about a headache, the headache has to play itself out in you. And if not you, it has to be brought to somebody else. It's like this energy that has to live until it's lived out its life. So in this case, what I feel is happening when you are disengaging fight or flight is like you're transmuting it down to the earth and saying, I'm I'm ready to set this down. I want to be at one with myself so that my my soul's not itching to get out out of it out of this body and i'm acknowledging that i've overloaded I've, i'm acknowledging that my turning to something to numb the pain isn't working and it's something that that acknowledgement it creates a new energy trail you know it creates a new way to deal with I mean, not only what's going on right now in the world, but just life. So I, I, I hope that this is helpful. I've decided that I'm going to do um, a bunch of a series on the south, which is the first direction of the medicine wheel. And in each of this, these episodes, I'm going to bring a lesson that I learned going through each part of the medicine wheel. So we started, we start with the south, which I told you is fire and it's transmuting your past issues, past things that you need to let go of so that you can step forward in a place of of freedom, you know, of not looking to the past so that it dictates who you are in this present moment. And we can only do that by actually going into it and understanding it. And in this case... For me, I was, I mean, shocked (laughs) that I think this was our second class. And I was just, I remember feeling so shocked that it got right to the main issue probably of my life uh, internally. Um, And it's like, again, I didn't have to get on medication to fix this. I didn't have to... uh, I didn't have to think that there's something wrong with me. You know, this whole time I knew that there that there's something wrong with me. But no, it's not that there was something wrong with me. It was I didn't know how to get out the energies that I was bringing in. And now it's so much clearer to me that we are here to let things pass through us. That doesn't mean we have to take everything on on our shoulders. And then when we do, it's no wonder that there are so many people struggling in the world. So I hope this is helpful. 
And I think that this um, series of help, uh, kind of bringing you guys through the lessons that I've learned on this shamanic path is going to be helpful because it's all about understanding yourself better and, and finding ways to cope with the things that you you tucked away because you didn't even know there was a coping mechanism. Yeah, from 